，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。According to a Financial Times report, U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi is planning to visit Taiwan in August. Her visit would be the first in 25 years of the head of the U.S. legislative body. Though the visit isn't yet confirmed, China has voiced opposition to any such show of support for Taiwan from Washington. U.S. President Joe Biden on Tuesday said the U.S. military did not think the visit would be a good idea. Reports say U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi is planning a Taiwan visit in August to show support for Taiwan. If she comes, it will be the first time in 25 years that a House of Representatives Speaker comes to Taiwan. Though the visit has not yet been confirmed by Pelosi's office, the news has already ruffled feathers in Beijing. It will send a gravely wrong signal to Taiwan independence separatist forces. China firmly opposes such a visit. Should the U.S. side insist on carrying out the visit, China will take strong and resolute measures to safeguard its sovereignty and territorial integrity. The U.S. must assume full responsibility for any ensuing consequences. Mr. President, do you think it's a good idea for Speaker Pelosi to travel to Taiwan this summer? Well, I, I, I think that the military thinks it's not a good idea right now, but、uh, I, I don't know what the status of it is. Biden said the U.S. military did not think Pelosi's visit would be a good idea. That same day, he said he would be talking to Chinese leader Xi Jinping within the next ten days. A Taiwan lawmaker says Chinese pressure is not one of the factors influencing opinion on the visit, saying that China's threats have always existed. China's threats can't be one of the factors to consider, and less so a decisive factor. If the threats were effective, China could ramp up its responses to interactions between Taiwan and the U.S. I think Biden simply meant to convey the military's assessment of the situation. As for whether Speaker Pelosi will be able to visit Taiwan in August, friends respect each other's decisions on when it's best to meet up. Pelosi was elected Speaker of the House of Representatives twice in 2007 and 2019. She is also the first woman to hold that position in the U.S. Should she visit in August, her team would be the highest-level delegation from the House of Representatives. The Taiwan Stock Exchange on Thursday held an event where representatives from eight tech companies presented their earnings. Honghai took part in the event for the first time this year, highlighting its operations and prospects for the future. The tech giant also addressed concerns from the public over its plans to invest in China's Qinghua Unit Group. A company spokesperson said the relevant application documents had been submitted to the Investment Commission on Tuesday. He added that further details would be discussed with the supervisory agency in the future. The third party's investment committee made a decision. That, of course, will be considered by the investor. We will work with the The decision that the third-party funder came to was to, of course, invest in Qinghua Unit Group. We will cooperate with the Investment Commission and provide any necessary explanations. 
We believe this investment can be beneficial to the long-term development of Honghai Technology Group and of the broader industry. Experts say Honghai's investment in Tsinghua Unit Group would allow it to access semiconductor components to expand in the electric vehicle industry. On Thursday morning, Vice President Lai Qingde made his first public appearances since returning from Japan. Speaking at a book launch event, Lai praised President Tsai Ing-wen's leadership and paid tribute to the late Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo. He added that cross-strait relations should be based on respect and goodwill. Vice President Lai Qingde attended a conference on older adults' welfare on Thursday morning. This was his first public appearance after returning from Japan. Shortly after, he gave remarks at a book launch event for an international relations scholar. I want to thank the Taiwanese people for entrusting Taiwan to President Tsai Ing-wen's leadership six years ago. Observing President Tsai, I am extremely in awe of her calmness and her international vision. She is precise in identifying the nation's major policies and knows exactly where the world is headed. Vice President Lai praised the president's leadership since taking office six years ago. He said despite changes in great power relations, President Tsai has remained calm while steering the country in the right direction. He also paid tribute to the late Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo. All exchanges with political ulterior motives are unnecessary. Just look at how Japan's Prime Minister Abe helped Taiwan or how Japan supports Taiwan. There were never any ulterior motives. Actually, whether among countries or people, it's all the same. Respect and goodwill come first. Lai urged respect and goodwill for cross-strait relations, just as his friend, the late Japanese Prime Minister, had extended to Taiwan. Japan's state funeral for Abe will be held on September 27th to commemorate the much-respected leader. A massive subsidy for domestic tourism came into effect on July 15th. Hotels are taking advantage of the program to offer big discounts. A hotel can claim up to 1,300 NT off each weekday night a guest stays. Figures show that 20,000 people claimed the subsidy on its first day, and hotels across the country are vying to attract summer customers. The teacher has a baby crocodile. He's introducing this pupil to reptiles. It's the summer holiday, and this hotel has spotted a need for fun activities for kids. These educational experience rooms are on offer, as the hotel takes advantage of the 1,300 NT subsidy for each weekday night that's booked. Last weekend, we already had more than 100 rooms booked with a subsidy for domestic travel, even more than we expected. We expect that during the summer vacation, we can increase our occupancy rate by 20% with the all-inclusive room packages and the special themed room packages. Wow, a mom and her child play with a VR headset. The whole family is having a mini break at the hotel, and while the kids play, the adults can enjoy the luxury treatment. 
Restaurant vouchers worth more than 1,000 NT provide an extra incentive to treat yourself. There's a very obvious uptick in business for both the accommodation and restaurant, especially at weekends. Our room occupancy is at 60%, 70% or higher. We had dozens of clients booking as soon as we launched the packages. We estimate that in the future it will bring a 20% to 30% increase in the occupancy rate for the hotel. Lots of hotels are offering promotional packages with the help of the domestic travel subsidy. At Shangri-La Far Eastern, 1,300 NT meal vouchers are up for grabs. Grand Hyatt Taipei is offering 1,300 NT off rooms, meals or the spa. Guests at L'Hotel de Chine Group are also entitled to 1,300 NT vouchers. And guests at Humble House Taipei can have a 2,600 NT meal voucher until the end of August. Hotels are determined to make the subsidy go as far as possible. 1,300 NT is quite attractive. I think in the last few years it was just 1,000 NT. Now there's an extra 300 NT. I think it's a good offer. It will make me want to bring the kids along to have fun. This hotel lobby is full of guests waiting to check in. With a 5.5 billion NT subsidy behind them, Taiwan's hotels are feeling optimistic about business this summer, with or without visitors from abroad. Taiwan reported 24,907 local COVID cases on Thursday, as well as 74 COVID-related deaths. One of the patients who died was a three-year-old boy with developmental delay who passed away six days after developing symptoms. He is the first COVID-infected child in Taiwan to die with myocarditis. Let's hear from the CECC. His condition deteriorated and multiple organ functions worsened until he passed away on July 17th. According to the autopsy report, the cause of death was myocarditis and COVID infection. The CECC announced that four more COVID-infected children have developed severe symptoms, including three with multi-system inflammatory syndrome, or MISC. Two of them developed the condition eight weeks after infection. The CECC says the condition typically appears six weeks after infection, but that in a few cases it can take up to eight weeks to manifest. Moderna's COVID child vaccines rolled out Thursday for young children aged six months to five years. At Taipei's National Taiwan University Hospital, more than 180 people had signed up, taking up more than 90% of all available slots. Just in the morning session alone, more than 80 children got their vaccine within one hour. Doctors advise parents to get their children vaccinated as the shots can offer as much as 90% protection against severe COVID symptoms. Sleeve rolled up, a young child gets the first shot of the COVID vaccine. Shots became available for children aged 5 and below on Thursday. The process is a little different from other age groups. Children from 6 months to 2 years of age need to get the vaccine administered on their outer thigh, as their muscles are not yet fully developed. The shots made many a child cry, but thankfully, many children were accompanied by their parents. Yes, we waited for them to drop the age for a long time, so we're the first batch getting the vaccine. Before coming here, I prepared my child mentally, saying that it was like a game with a prize at the end. The medical staff 
staff does everything very quickly. The vaccine is over and done with before the child even has any time to react. Most of the common side effects are mild, such as soreness at the injection site. For example, they might experience localized pain and restlessness, so we should console the kids, make them drink more water. There is a lower incidence of fevers on the first shot, about 5%. It's a little higher for the second dose, at about 20%. Doctors say the vaccine can offer 50 to 70 percent protection against Omicron. But more importantly, the shot offers protection against severe COVID symptoms and long-term symptoms, with 80 to 90 percent protection against multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. Uptake hasn't been great. It might be because COVID has eased somewhat. What used to happen before, when children were still waiting to be eligible for vaccines, is that they simply got COVID. So my advice advice is just take whichever vaccine is available. From July 30th to August 6th, we will have vaccination sites at each of the 12 districts. Starting tomorrow, there will be evening vaccination slots at local clinics. The evening clinics allow working parents to take kids to get their shots after work. Government officials say they hope such policies will help improve uptake. Life in Taiwan can be hard on migrant workers. Today, we take a look at life in Taiwan's harbors for the thousands of fishermen who come here from overseas. The fisheries agency is trying to improve living standards by building washrooms and rest buildings with prayer rooms. They hope the new facilities will make it easier for fishermen to get off their boats and integrate with wider Taiwanese society. When fishermen from overseas come to work in Taiwan, they often live on their boats. But facilities are very basic, and some don't even have a place to shower. We often have fishermen showering at the side of the street or on the deck of their boat. Sometimes they're having cold showers in winter. Incidents like that have attracted public attention. Scenes like this have emerged again and again. Human rights activists are concerned, and Taiwan is gaining a reputation as a country that discriminates against migrant fishermen. Aside from taking care and improving their physical health, there's also the mental health side that we need to pay attention to. For example, health care. It's not just living on a boat. They can come and live their lives on land too and reclaim the image of a person. The fisheries agency has now built washrooms at all the big fishing harbors to help migrant fishermen have an easier time coming on land. By the end of 2022, 32 such washrooms should be complete. There are also plans for 14 rest facilities with integrated prayer rooms, so fishermen have a safe and comfortable space to practice their faith or simply slow down and breathe. The harbors with these facilities already cover some 59% of the fishermen in work. Of course, we still have room for improvement here. We predict that by the end of the year, we can achieve 90% coverage or more. We are doing our best to build facilities at every harbor with fishermen. There is also a new interactive service platform online for migrant fishermen. It provides a map with information about facilities at various harbors in Mandarin, English, Indonesian, Filipino and Vietnamese. 
This is something we don't see abroad. This concept came from our many travels when we always go to check out info about lots of living places and places of recreation. We really hope that these fishermen will be able to find out this information about the boats before they come to Taiwan or while they're here, or indeed their families can find out about them if they want to. By the end of June 2022, there were 6,995 migrant fishermen officially employed in Taiwan. Officials hope their work will help fishermen integrate with Taiwanese locals and have an easier life in their adopted home. Taiwan saw yet another scorching day on Thursday, with temperatures soaring to 40 degrees in Hualien's Yuli Township, a record high so far this year. Over in northern Taiwan, temperature was also high, with 38.6 degrees recorded in Taipei. The high heat in recent days has pushed electricity use up to a record-breaking peach usage of 40 million kilowatts on both Wednesday and Thursday. Operating reserves stood at a comfortable 10.65 percent, but with forecasts of 37-degree highs from Friday to next Monday, Thai Power says it is making preparations for a surge in demand. Let's hear from a spokesperson. We expect a peak load of more than 40 million kilowatts next week, and even up to 40.5 million kilowatts. Even if the peak load reaches a new high next week, we at Thai Power have made all the relevant preparations. Thai Power says it expects a peak electricity usage of up to 40.5 million kilowatts in coming days. The electric supplier says it has made all the necessary preparations to ensure a stable supply. Have you ever said hello to a sheep? Today we're going to meet some very special sheep. They flew all the way from Europe to meet new friends in Taiwan. Qingjing Farm in Nantou brought over the valet Black Nose, a beautiful sheep known for its black socks and black ears. The VIPs have already greeted lots of adoring fans. Let's take a look. Welcome to Qingjing Farm Nanto. This adorable lamb is a spitting image of Sean the sheep. His black fur makes it hard to see where his nose is, but his sweet look has entranced everyone. These 20 sheep have come all the way from Europe to Taiwan. It took two years of hard work. Now, these farm visitors can feed the creatures by hand. They really all come swarming forward. The fur is so soft, it's lovely, and they're so tame. The valley black-nosed sheep has a black face, ears, knees, and hooves. Around those highlights, all the rest of its fluffy wool is white. They like to live at cold, high altitudes, being very hardy, and they can handle steep and rocky slopes with ease. They come higher up the hills to escape the heat in summer. The sheep's debut on Wednesday attracted lots of curious fans. We expect to welcome about 2,500 people onto the grassland today. What with the pandemic easing the summertime, plus today we're having our first meeting with the Valley Black Nose at Qingjing Farm. The sheep seem to love meeting new people. Their friendly personalities as well as their very distinctive appearance make for an adorable meet and greet.